As the month of April comes to an end, Brazilians have their annual rendezvous with the Federal Revenue Services. And true to Brazil's tradition of leaving everything for the last minute, over 2.7 million people have yet to file their tax return. But can you blame them? The process is an effective reminder that Brazilians work for roughly four months just to pay their taxes. According to the Sao Paulo Trade Association's tax clock, in 2019 alone, Brazilians have already paid 851 billion reais in overall taxes. If that money were placed in a pile of $100 bills, it would take 70 20-feet-tall containers just to store. It is no wonder Brazilians call their tax authority the lion, due to its ferocious pursuit of tax dodgers. This week we will talk about Brazil's heavy tax burden and its super complicated tax system. The government is going to audit you, and they're going to raid your records, and every aspect of your life is going to be put under a microscope by a poorly paid bureaucrat with nothing to lose. My name is Gustavo Ribeiro, editor-in-chief of The Brazilian Report. This is Explaining Brazil. Natalis Causadeto, you cover finance for The Brazilian Report. Hello, everyone. Thanks for having me. Natalia, since 1979, income tax is the Brazilian government's number one source of revenue. But Oxfam, an NGO which studies inequality said that Brazil's tax system is unfair to the poor and extremely easy on the rich. That's because if you look at some calculations, we can see that the top 2% of earners are granted almost half of all income tax exemptions. And why is that? Well, according to specialists, we should create extra income brackets to tax people who earn more. How many brackets do we currently have? Uh, we have five. Uh, in broad terms, if you earn up to 2,000 reais, the lion won't come after you. Yeah, then you have brackets that charge from between 7.5 to 27.5%, right? Yeah, but the current system creates distortions because, in proportion, poor Brazilians pay more taxes than the richer citizens. How much? Mm, if you earn between 6,000 and 8,000 reais, you pay the same rate as someone who makes 281,000 a month, just shy of 6%. Wow. And Brazil's tax is focused more on consumption and less on revenue. Yeah, that's it. And consumption taxes have the same nominal impact on everyone, so it becomes heavier for those with lower incomes. Also, a significant part of wealthy Brazilians' income originates from dividends, and they are not taxed at all in Brazil. But the government wants to change that, though, right? I mean, Economy Minister Paulo Guedes has argued in favor of taxing profits and dividends and lowering corporate income tax in return. Yeah, indeed. But to change the tax laws, you need to amend the Constitution. And to amend the Constitution, you need the support of 60% of Congress. That's not easy at all. So we've established that Brazilians are paying too much taxes. But how much is too much? In Brazil, the tax burden is amounted to 34% of GDP as of 2017 data. Uh, in Latin America, only the socialist Cuba has a higher tax burden. If Brazil were a member of the OECD, which is known as a club of rich countries, it would be ranked among the top 15 of countries with the highest taxation. Meaning that we're taxing people here as if we were Scandinavia. Yeah, pretty much, but you know, the return on investment if you will, is by no means the same. 
A couple of years ago, the Brazilian Tax Planning Institute measured what they called the level of social welfare return. That calculates precisely that. What do Brazilians get in exchange for their tax dollars? And how did we rank? Out of 30 countries, Brazil ranked dead last. That's also partially because Brazil has too many expenses. The study showed that 40% of everything the government raised was spent on pensions and social security, like 20% went to operational costs of the state. Such as power bills, payroll, gas for official vehicles. Precisely. Then 20% was transferred to states and municipalities, 13% to roll over the federal debt, and what's left goes on investments like health care and education and things like it. That doesn't sound like much. No, not at all. But how much we pay in taxes is only part of the problem, right? I mean, Brazil has one of the most complex tax legislations in the globe. Yeah, according to the World Bank, companies in Brazil waste 2,000 hours a year to comply with tax legislation. And how many hours it would take them in Argentina, for instance? Merely six times less. Wow. Exactly. So if you're selling a pen, the taxes on the product depend on who you're selling to. If your client is in São Paulo, the tax will be different than if they are in Minas Gerais. But it will also depend on if your client has a special tax regime for pens. Some products are taxed at the source, others at the destination. If you're a services provider, you're paying municipal taxes. If you're selling goods, then you're paying state taxes. And after all, we're all paying federal taxes all the time. As an economist once told me, Brazil tax code is a madhouse. And we can't say that he's wrong. But the government has talked about making things simpler. Mm, yes, and that would be really helpful for everyone. But in the short term, the government already has its plate full in attempts to pass a pension reform. The Brazilian tax system stimulates trade wars within our own country. More on that next. If you're an expat in Brazil and you're looking for some guidance on how to declare your income tax, on the Brazilian Report website, we have published some articles explaining just that. Check them out at brazilian.report. As we've mentioned earlier, Brazil's tax code is anything but straightforward. In fact, even calling it Brazil's tax code isn't accurate. The system is made up of three independent levels of tax federal, state, and municipal. For companies, negotiating their way through this maze of tax is no easy challenge. To help us out, we spoke to Antonio Carlos Porto Gonçalves, a PhD in economics from the University of Chicago and professor of law at think tank Fundação Getúlio Vargas. The tax laws are incredibly difficult, and, and the lawyers, they make a lot of money with that because uh, they know about the law. Normal people, the enterprises, the companies, they don't, do not know so much about these, these laws. So it makes it very difficult to do business in Brazil. Any tax system has to be conceived as a whole. In Brazil, it has evolved by many modifications, local modifications, small modifications, and for many years. So it has produced a monster. So each of Brazil's 27 states establishing their own tax rules, what kind of problem does this cause to producers? Some states are allowed to forgive taxes for business they want to attract. The incentive things has gone everywhere. 
So there's some sort of uh, uh, tax war between the states. With a large number of Brazilian states facing serious financial crisis, this battle of tax breaks can get very ugly indeed, and often leads to corruption. On the, on the, uh, normally, the, the executive branch of the local government is able to forgive taxes. And so we have many problems. You have enough money, you can pay a governor, you can pay a, a mayor to forgive your tax. One of the instances that uh, Lula has been, uh, has been accused is that he received money from the uh, car companies to forgive the tax of the car companies. He made a special incentive, and uh, the car companies did uh, uh, hire his son to become a special consultant. Uh, and of course, the son doesn't know anything about taxes. This excessive and complicated tax system has even pushed a number of Brazilian companies to pack up and head elsewhere, as Mr. Porto Gonçalves explains. Many Brazilian companies are migrating to Paraguay. Paraguay is a small country, uh, much smaller than Brazil. And they, they established tax system much more simple there, much more simple. Since Paraguay belongs to the Mercosul, they can sell in Brazil without taxes. They pay tax in Paraguay. So Paraguay is suffering boom. A boom of companies, Brazilian companies are waiting there, exactly because they can sell in the Brazilian market without problems. One of the main sources of controversy in this tax war between states concerns the so-called Manaus Free Trade Zone, which was an initiative put in place by the military dictatorship offering reduced or zero-rate taxes on manufactured goods. The military government decided to develop their major industrial center, producing uh, things like electronic equipment, TVs, and also the motorcycles, things that could be transported easily. The main incentive is that they don't pay the industrial tax. How many companies, for instance, Honda, Honda motorcycles are produced in Manaus, and then they are exported and they are sold in the Sao Paulo market. And Manaus became a big city. When this program began, it was a very small city, dormant city, maybe 200,000 people. Now the population has grown from 200,000 to 2 million today, exactly because of these incentives. This is uh, considered by the industrial sector in Rio and Sao Paulo to be very, very bad for them because they, they have to compete with a place where the industry does not pay taxes. And they are very much against it. They are very much against it. Incentives, are, I believe, are legitimate instruments for government policy. But they, can, they have to be carefully uh, gouged to, to make it work. The free trade zone has come in for criticism recently, with the Supreme Court ruling upholding the right of taxpayers to record manufactured goods tax credits on purchases of inputs from Manaus. Economy Minister Paulo Guedes stated this decision could deepen Brazil's fiscal deficit by between 20 to 30 billion reais. So the government is aware of the need to reform the country's tax system, but 
How exactly does it plan to do that? That's next on Explaining Brazil. Of every 100 spam messages sent in the world, five come from Brazil. And spam is not only annoying, it poses a real security threat for companies with their conspicuous links. If you want to protect your company's environment, team up with FastHelp. FastHelp is a Brasilia-based IT company that is focused on cybersecurity. Go to fasthelp.com.br for more information. fasthelp.com.br Well, all tax reform carries a certain centralization of uh, revenue. Lineu de Albuquerque Melo is a tax law professor at think tank Fundação Getúlio Vargas. It concentrates the tax power on the federal government. Some of the new taxes that are being proposed in replacement of the old ones are still being collected by states or by municipalities. But, but, but at the end of the day, the laws are federal and, and, and the money goes all first to the federal coffers so that afterwards it's distributed. Uh, professor, what can be done in terms of changing the tax code without amending the Constitution? Is there anything that can be done? Because the pension reform has showed us that getting 60% of Congress behind a reform is anything but easy. Amending the tax code, it's controversial. States don't want to lose revenue. Everyone is afraid of losing money. So uh, can the government do anything without amending the Constitution? Yeah, that, that, that's a good question. Because if you want to do a, a completely overhaul, you need to change the Constitution. But you may have a, a tax reform without changing the Constitution that will not be so so wide, uh, and, and it may bring some benefits. I think that the government saw that, what you just mentioned. So on April 12, the last April 12, uh, Congressman Balea Hossi introduced an alternative where it merges certain federal taxes. So in, in principle, at least on a first look, it does not mess around with state taxes and municipal taxes. In my opinion, the, the biggest uh, problem is to control your expenses. One of the reasons why our tax system is where it is now is because government has been historically spending much more than uh, its capacity and, and spending badly. So uh, one thing that I always keep saying when the subject tax reform comes up is that let's first pay attention to the expense side of the balance sheet. If you control that, if you have a better management of what you are doing, that is the key point for this. What about tax exemptions? Would it help to stop giving so many incentives and having a better system for everyone? Yeah, absolutely. And that, that's also a key point. Uh, there are so much benefits in the legislation that at the end of the day, uh, uh, you cannot reach the amount of revenue that you are looking for. So what do you do? 
you go after the, the sectors from the industry that do not have an effective lobby and you overtax them. Uh, this has been in debate for several years. You need to, uh, to justify in order not to tax a certain sector. But you cannot have I mean, justification for everybody so, so that uh, at the end of the day, nobody, I mean, just a few people pay tax. Only 10% of the Brazilians uh, earn more than 5,500 reais. Uh, amount. Uh, and there is a project to, to, to make the first 5,000 reais exempt from income tax. If that becomes true, only 10% of the population will pay income tax. Isn't those numbers uh, astonishing? I mean, they, they show how Brazil is a, it's a very uh, unfair society. If you tax everybody a little bit, for sure you will have enough revenue that to, to reduce the rate and, and charge less. That's, that's a universal principle of taxation. This podcast was written and prepared by me, Gustavo Ribeiro, Maria Marta Bruno produces this show and Ewan Marshall edits the final script. If you like this podcast, rate us on any platform you may be listening to Explaining Brazil. It takes only a second, but it is really important for us. And the best way to support Explaining Brazil is to subscribe to The Brazilian Report, the journalistic company behind this podcast. Every day we have new content about Brazilian politics, finance and society. We've also got exclusive newsletter services if you want to be briefed about what's going on in Brazil before starting your day. Subscribe now for a free trial and enjoy all of our content for seven days. And it's really free. You don't have to submit any credit card information whatsoever. Just go to brazilian.report slash subscribe. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Our handle is at Brazilian Report. And that's all for now. See you next week.